1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059theregion or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and the expert on all matters real estate is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Asif, let's start with a look back at the 2017 real estate picture. What was it like? 2017 had many faces. Now, mm-hmm. what we're trying to figure out was which one was the real face, because you had, let's split them into quarters, you know. So let's look at quarter one, which was January to March. That was one crazy market, wasn't it? We had appreciation of 22, 25%, multiple offers on everything, people bidding on houses before they saw them. And it was unreal. And at that time, as real estate agents, we're sitting back thinking about our buyers and thinking, we need some relief in this marketplace. We need this to just calm down a little bit. Now, wait a second. I just want to stop you there. You're telling me that you had buyers making offer on houses sight unseen? We did, because if you're wow. looking in a subdivision, basically you're going to have three or four models of the house, and when, mo- when a model that you love comes up for sale, you've already seen three or four like that. You want to jump in before anyone else gets in and make sure that you get that property because you could have been up against 15 or 20 other bidders. So those folks that jumped in in that first quarter, as you said, did they make a mistake? We always tell people, don't bid on a house unless you love it. Because if you can see yourself living there for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, then it's worth it. Because the reality is that the prices keep going up. So, you know, real estate is a a long-term investment. If you're going to be living there for a while, it doesn't matter if you paid, you know, $20,000, $30,000 extra. It's the house that you love Okay, let's jump to the second quarter. What was it like? Second quarter, we saw a lot of government intervention, which is never a good thing. We had the implementation of the affordable housing plan that the government brought in. And with any change, there's always a feeling out here. There's always some panic. There's fear. And until people realize that it's not doing much to the marketplace and they build up that confidence again, you're going to have a a little lull in the market. So it was a totally different market than the first quarter. We explained it as, you know, the government put up a stop sign. So before there was a free flow through the intersection, buyers and sellers getting at each other, buying houses, selling houses, and all of a sudden there's a stop sign for the buyers. Mm. What happened was instead of addressing the supply issue, which was the main issue and continues to be the issue, the government went after throttling demand. So they figured if we just stop people from buying, that will bring some uh, relief to the marketplace, which is what they tried to do. So let's move into the third quarter of 2017. What happened? Third quarter, we saw a supply increase as more and more people were getting on the market as they traditionally do. We didn't have buyers coming back because they were still trying to deal with the mess that was created by the government. And near the end of the third quarter, we knew that the market was going to return. It started gaining some strength. Confidence started coming back. People just got tired of waiting. And 
you know, that contributed to quarter four, uh, a strong return in quarter four, which helped us pretty much save 2017 because, and it was something that we predicted back in April to say, we're probably going to have about three to four months of a, a really cool period. And then we're going to start to see confidence return. And that's exactly what happened in quarter four. We saw a lot of activity. Some of that was fueled by a new fear, the fear of what's going to happen to the lending uh, industry because of the new stress test that's going to be applied. So with people having to qualify at 2% higher than what they're going to be paying, they started getting scared to say, hey, what if I don't qualify? I better buy right now. So we saw that fuel some of the uh, the, the fire there and uh, ended up, 2017 ended up being in one of the top five years all time. So did it need saving? You talked about saving 2017. Did it need saving or are we comparing it to a year previous, 2016, which was, you know, highly unusual, right? It was. It was a banner year for almost every type of housing. So not only from condos all the way to detached to luxury, 2016 was just a banner year. That was fueled by not having enough inventory. So, you know, pricing was up, you know, around 20% or so and 25% in the early part of 2017. We knew that had to come down because you cannot have a healthy market when your your prices are increasing that much. So when you traditionally you're looking at a six to eight percent increase, even as we end the year, we're at 14 percent. So that just shows that prices continue to climb and you need to get in. If you want to be a homeowner, you need to get in as soon as you can, because the price is going to appreciate. It's, you know, Toronto is a world class city. All of the GTA benefits from Toronto being a world-class city, and the prices are going to continue to, to go up. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and the expert on all matters real estate is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Joining us now is Christopher Alexander, Regional Director of REMAX Integra Ontario Atlantic. Welcome, Christopher. Thanks, guys. Great to be here. Christopher, we've been talking a bit today about the local view of real estate and, you know, what we can expect for 2018. Uh, I know the REMAX 2018 housing outlook just came out. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, 2018, you know, we're certainly very excited at REMAX. Um, it's going to be interesting in the first few months of the year uh, with the new mortgage rules kicking into effect. Um, but consumers are very confident because right now uh, they're trying to take advantage of not having to qualify for the stress test, and they're doing that in droves, which means they're confident that the market's going to play out well in the remainder of the year. But I would expect a slower start than we're used to, and then uh, having the market start to pick up around May. Um, But the great news is... um, you know, we're very confident that it won't be as much of a frenzy uh, as 2016 in the first part of 2017, which means um, buyers will have lots of choice and sellers will still be able to get good prices. Um, but overall, we are tremendously excited for 2018. Balance, that seems to be the, the new reality. I mean, we were so used to markets that were out of control and we were almost hoping for some relief, and and we got to be careful what we wish for, I guess. But uh, 
you know, it it does seem to be more balanced since, say, August, September, uh, as opposed to what we saw April to September, uh, or sorry, April to August, where it was, there was a lot of fear, a lot of panic in the industry. Yeah. Um, it, it was, I mean, last year, or well, we're still in 2017, was um, kind of, a, it was a bit of a roller coaster. We had record highs in the first part of the year, um, and then significant drop off after April 20th when uh, the fair housing plan kicked in. A couple of interest rates uh, changes. Um, so it was kind of all over the map. And then the government announced more uh, tightening suit to lending rules. Um, but, you know, I keep going back to the uh, consumers are out right now trying to buy uh, as quick as they can because. Um, you know, they, they won't have to qualify for the new rules. And to me, that's a really good sign that they're confident for next year because um, if they weren't, they'd probably be waiting to see if prices would come down, which is what people did after uh, April 20th. Um, so I think we're in great shape. Balance is the hottest word of the industry. Uh, at least it felt like that since April. And... Uh, it's just nice to be able to make an uh, informed decision, not a right rush decision. And and speaking about that rush decision, do you think that maybe some buyers are making that rush decision right now to avoid the stress test in January? Uh, no, because there's there's lots of listings out there. Whereas uh, in the first quarter of, of this year, there was almost nothing for sale. Um, Maybe in the condo sector, though, because uh, I believe it was two weeks ago where there was only there was a total of less than 200 listings, condo listings on TREB. Uh, when you get into that kind of territory, uh, it's a real fight. Um, and uh, that's when I think people would rush. But overall, in, in, in the overall housing picture, there's a great amount of inventory. Um, and I think there's enough product to choose from that. Uh, you know, a buyer would see that, that at least I have options, whereas uh, in the past it was, I have no options, I have no time, I need to buy this now, whether this is the right place for me or not. Right. Now, you spoke about um, 2018, maybe a bit of a slower start. It'll heat up again, you know, maybe come May. Is that later than usual? Yeah, typically we start to get um, good market activity uh, in mid, beginning to mid-April. Uh, but funny enough, um, a lot of market activity depends on the weather. Uh, by, you know, consumers in the GTA are funny. Uh, I remember one year, uh, it was really sunny and warm uh, in January, February, and the market was going like gangbusters. And then the following year, it was cold, um, lots of snow, crummy weather, and there was almost no activity. We all hibernate. Um, yeah, feel hibernating. So I think once the weather starts to get better consistently, that's when people want to get out and look at property. Uh, that's when properties start to show their best. Um, but I think coupled with the new mortgage rules, um, we will see a little bit later activity because anytime there's changes to, or anytime the government implements changes to, to uh, the industry, Consumers always take some time to just see how it plays out before they're ready to make the their buying decisions. 
So true. We always say that any intervention uh, causes about a two to three month feeling out period. And it's basically due to to uncertainty. And what we're going to see is probably January, February, people will be feeling it out. Banks, even banks will be feeling it out because they don't know what to expect right now when we're talking to lenders and, and people from banks. So as that as the comfort level comes back, just like we saw with the changes in April, it took about three or four months for the the confidence to return to the market. And I think that's exactly what we're going to see next year, too. Yeah, but we have so much demand in immigration. Um, you know, liberal government is trying to raise it by several percent a year for the next five years. Most of them are coming to Ontario and the ones and the most of the ones that come to Ontario come to the GTA. Um, you know, over 50% of Canadians do want to buy a home. The millennial Canadians do want to own their own home in the next five years. Um, so demand is going to be there. And uh, Toronto is a incredible city that attracts a multitude of, of people uh, because it offers so much. And the peripheral markets around it um, do the same in a lot of ways. So that's going to really carry us through uh, for the remainder of the year. So from your perspective, who's driving the market? Is it the millennials? Is it that immigrant community? Who is it? Uh, it's a combination of both. Okay. Um, millennials are the largest cohort of buyers um, in history. And so, and we have lots of them. And uh, yeah, there are a lot of new immigrants moving into the city, but um, you know, my gut's telling me there's no, it's not really one dominant segment uh, outside of those two. That's great. And and the Remax Housing Report predicts a two and a half percent increase in prices over, uh, you know, across the country. I mean, we saw, like you said, in the early part of the year, we saw increases of 22, 24 percent, and now it's it's leveled off, which we always said it would, to about 14 percent, which is still high. I think a healthy increase would be about 6 to 8%, maybe 10%. So we're going to see that, uh, you know, the 14% kind of transition more into a healthy increase. And uh, we're looking forward to 2018. Christopher, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and the expert on all matters real estate is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Joining us now is Richard Robbins. Uh, Richard's the co-founder and CEO of Richard Robbins International, a global sales and business coaching organization located right here in Markham. Welcome to the show, Rich. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Rich, maybe you can start a little bit off by a uh, little uh, by telling us a little bit about your company and uh, what you guys provide to the real estate industry. Sure, we're in the uh, coaching and training business. So the biggest part of our business is we do a lot of one-on-one coaching in North America with real estate sales professionals like yourself. Um, but we also have uh, a couple major events we do throughout the year as well. So most of our business, though, is is coaching and training. That's awesome, and now. 2017, Rich, has been a roller coaster type of year. And we wanted to pick your brain a little bit about what you think happened in 2017 and, you know, eventually lead into where we're going for 2018. Sure. Well, no question uh, from a housing standpoint, it was a very interesting year. Obviously, we had the home buyer tax in April. Um, that had a pretty significant psychological effect on, uh, on buyers and sellers. 
So, of course, the market slowed down rapidly. Um, then we had a couple interest rates bumps this year as well, which I suspect we'll see next year. So I think there was just a lot of, uh, a lot of turbulence in the marketplace this year. Um, but what's happened, if you look at 2017, I actually think it's turned out pretty well. Now, saying that, I know sales are off a lot, um, but again, based in property type and based in geographical area. So if you look at, uh, you know, York Region is an example. We've got a number of micro markets inside of York Region. So Aurora could be considered one of those. Um, obviously, Markham is another one of those. Markham has uh, fared better than Aurora. Um, I think the uh, the condominiums uh, have done very, very well, will continue to do well moving forward. The more expensive detached homes have probably taken, you know, the largest hit in terms of sales slowing down. Um, and I, I just I think what's going to happen in 2018 is more of the same. Now we've got stress testing that's going to be happening in January. But saying all of this with all of the changes that are taking place, and I know uh, this is uh, goes against what a lot of maybe real estate agents want to hear, but I think it's all been good for the market because we were faced with substantial price increases, you know, 15, 20, 25 percent for a number of years. And as you know, and I think we all know, that is not sustainable long term. So what, I, what I'm in favor of is a market that just has a soft landing and slows down a little bit. So I think what we'll see going in 2018, probably see a couple more small bumps in interest rates, obviously stress testing. Um, and everything I track is months of inventory. And we are still here in Toronto with everything that has gone on, as well as York Region, we are still in the strongest real estate market uh, other than Victoria in BC, in Canada. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. You spoke specifically about um, turbulence in the market. What exactly are you referring to? Well, turbulence is when uh, changes start to take place, and so everything starts to spin a little bit. Nobody's quite sure what's going to happen. So the home buyer tax that came in in April, um, all of a sudden people are going, wow, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on? And what's interesting is the most dangerous thing for the market is uncertainty. Because when there's uncertainty in a market, you know, it starts to bounce around a little bit, and that's what I mean by turbulence, is nobody knows quite what to do. So buyers sort of stop, you know, sellers still want to get the big prices for their homes. Um, and what happens is everything just stops for a little while until all of a sudden people go, you want to know some Jesus, not that bad, you know, let, let's get back to, to doing business. And that's what happened in April. And then, of course, if you look at the numbers in the fall, uh, the market started to pick up a little bit. Our months of inventory actually started to drop in August. And then September uh, and October and November uh, have been relatively strong, okay? But again, when I say that, we got to keep in mind that property type um, is a big indicator of what's going on in that market. So expensive detached homes, that's a tough market right now, right? Affordable condos, out of control. Right, multiple offers. Um, plus, regionally, it's a little different. So, as I said, Aurora in York Region is a little bit slower than Markham is. Correct, and and you touched on a great point there about the uh, the intervention into the marketplace, and and all it created was fear, and and fear mm-hmm. has has a huge role in people's psyche. So what mm-hmm. we've what we've found is. With any change that comes into our our market, it's always about two months of waiting and seeing how everything falls out, and then 
and, and this is what we predicted in April and May was give it about two months or three months and people will start to see that it's not that bad and the fall will help us make a rebound. So we're looking at a year that's going to finish probably fourth best in the history of the Toronto MLS. Yeah, I think I agree with you. And I think um, what we all have to realize is we were used to a market here in Toronto that was crazy, you know, multiple offers and everything, prices going up rapidly but if you look right across Canada, I study every market every month. If you look right across Canada, like as I said, other than Victoria, BC, which is which is very busy, Toronto right now is the strongest strongest market in Canada, even with the changes. And a lot of people don't realize that. I just want to circle back uh, briefly, just before we wrap things up here, about what you do. You said you do coaching and training. What does that mm-hmm. mean for the average buyer and seller? Well. I don't work with buyers and sellers. I work with real estate sales professionals. Right. So what our goal is as an organization is to uh, give them advanced training and advanced coaching. So we teach things like market intelligence, what we're talking about right now. Uh, we help them with different lead generating strategies so they can produce better results. We help them um, come up with systems, ideas, and strategies and how to bring more value to the marketplace so that buyers and sellers can identify them as a true professional uh, and pick them from the rest. So we tend to work with sort of the top 10 to 15% of the industry. Uh, So our whole goal is to increase the level of professionalism in the real estate industry while giving them the tools and strategies that will help them build a business that will fully support the lives they want to live while at the same time bringing significant value to the people they serve. And, you know, having started with Richard Robbins International when I first started my career, I would recommend, you know, coaching of any sort to any professional that's getting into the business because it does make you stand out. It, it gives you that, that base with the education and also, you know, core values that are going to help buyers and sellers. Yeah, I think if you look at coaching has been around in sports forever, and I think the difference we're starting to see, especially over the last 10 years, is, you know, corporate Canada seeing the value of it, where you have, uh, you know, C-suite executives that are now being coached. And I look at it and say, I believe personally that everybody needs sort of an outside resource that has only the person they're serving their best interest in mind, and that's what I think the value of coaching and mentorship is. Absolutely, and we've talked a lot on this show about working with professionals and how that does benefit the buyer and the seller out there. Richard, thank you for joining us on the show this week. Thank you very much for having me. Just before we go, a couple of email questions from our 105.9 listeners. The first one comes from Carla in Woodbridge. She's learned that a medical marijuana location is moving into her neighborhood, and she wants to know, as of your expert opinion, about what that will do to her property value. Is it time to move? Carla, that's a great question, and that's something that we've been doing a lot of research on. So we've looked at the Colorado market, and in particular, the Denver market. So since medical marijuana became legalized in the Colorado marketplace a few years ago. We've looked at their property values and they've been climbing every year. In fact, right now, it's very hard to purchase a property in Colorado, in, in Denver, because they they have the same type of situation that we had back in January, February, where there's no inventory and prices continue to climb. There's multiple offers on everything. So now that it's legalized, it's a little bit different than you know the traditional 
look at uh, marijuana grow ops because back then if you had one of those it would be a taboo it would it would take away from your property value now that you're going to see some of these places come up people aren't going to flinch i mean right now we're looking at it and thinking wow that's going to be bad but in five years it's going to be the norm so it's not going to affect your property value it may in the short term but in the long term it shouldn't affect your property value at all so you don't think demographics are going to affect that if it's an older community? Are they going to be a bit more um, hesitant or reluctant to accept a, a medical marijuana location in their community? If you think about, you know, would you move into a community with a liquor store or a community where the corner store sells cigarettes? Medical marijuana is going to be like that now. So it's not really going to affect it. Whereas before, if you had, uh, you know, a medical marijuana place next door and, and it's illegal, now that's going to affect it. But right. being legalized, I think there's going to be a totally different viewpoint of how people perceive a medical marijuana. That's a uh, that's a great analogy, Asif, because I think you're absolutely right. If they're, you know, if we're going to look at it like the local liquor or beer store, it will be the same. There is government involvement, government runs. So you're absolutely right. I think it's a different way to look at it for sure. Okay, our next question comes from Remnik in Caledon. She's looking to move into York Region. Where would her family get the biggest bang for their buck, especially, she says, if she's looking for a large multi-generational home? In York Region, we have a lot of rural communi- communities that would uh, be similar to Caledon. I mean, if you're looking in Georgina right now, uh, you'd be able to find similar types of properties you know, it, with York Region, you've got uh, the best of both worlds. You've got a lot of land, and, and you've also got a lot more amenities than uh, the Caledon area has right now. You know, schools have been the reason why a lot of people are moving. So once we can find out your whys, Remnik, as to why you're moving into York Region, if you, you know, are you looking for something where your kids can go to school at? Are you looking for something that you want to be close to the Vaughn subway? There's a lot of different areas that we can point you in, and you'll be very happy. So it doesn't really matter that she's looking for what sounds like a larger home. You could find that in almost any area in York Region? Ken Vaughn has a lot of those. Markham has a lot of those. Richmond Hill has a lot of those. Aurora has estate homes, Newmarket. So basically anywhere in York Region, you would be able to find the larger properties with some land. It just depends on your price point and what your preferences are in terms of schooling, amenities, you know, close to the subway, anything like that. Terrific. Okay, keep those email questions coming in. That's our show for this week. Thank you, Asif. We'll catch up again next week. Remember, if you need to contact Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. You can connect with us on Twitter at 1059theregion, or you can call us at 416-335-1059, or email info at 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. This is 1059 The Region.